Hello and welcome to the That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. Today, we are sort of revisiting, remaking, returning to a previous podcast, podcast number 23 called Amiga Memories. So if you like this one, you might like that one. Um, And we are, instead of talking about the Amiga, we are going to talk Game Boy. Um... My name is Richie, and uh, with me, as always, is Farley, aka Kunzi11. Say hello, Farley. Hello. <laughs> and Farley, since I've been doing all the heavy lifting for the start of this intro, do you want to just tell the folks where else we can be found? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, your your tax on that is my running commentary on your intro. Um, you said that if people will appreciate this podcast, the podcast they've not listened to, then they might appreciate. The older one, I think you got those yeah, but it's it's kind of like um, an, an introductory note, you know. If you end up liking this one, why don't you go back and check out episode <laughs> number twenty-three? You know. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Also today, it's the big four zero. Uh. Well, no, it's not. Sure? <laughs> it's episode forty-one. Oh. I missed an episode. <laughs> yeah, you must have <laughs> blank, completely blanked an episode out. Well, actually, you know what? I've done kind of the maths, um, and I think we are on forty-one now. So who knows? Listeners, you probably know better than we do, which is yeah. terrible. Schrodinger's Schrodinger's podcast episode. Schrodinger's maybe this is episode 40. forty. Yeah. Maybe this is episode forty-one. Who knows? You will know because you've clicked on it. Uh, so in any case, we're in our middle age now. Um, Things don't start to. Things aren't working as well. A lot more bladder issues, lower back pain, um, random, random pains, shooting chest pains. Yeah. <laughs> probably... We've been suffering from shooting chest pains for a long time. <laughs> probably some sort of midlife crisis. Uh, here we are. Yeah, definitely midlife crisis. We seem to think that we are podcasters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Illusions of grandeur. Yeah. Um, you can find us at www.thatguys.co.uk. You can also find us at That Guys a Maniac on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And this week, this special episode is sponsored from the future, Richie. We're sponsored by Alien Olympics 2044. And oh, planning okay. events such as Laser Skeet, Tots of Billy, and a uh, personal favourite, the 200 Cubit Splurge. The 200 Cubit Splurge? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the Connoisseurs Olympic Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, controversial that uh, that one was added. But um, we're only 24 years away from the Alien Olympics 2044, 23 years away now. Um, yeah. So good luck, Alien Olympics 2044, and your planning committee and delivery. And I mean, we've already added, uh, we've already added breakdancing to uh, the Olympics for next year. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Well, yeah, you, okay, cool. How do you feel about breakdancing? Are you not not into it? Um, I as a aging, um, forty-year-old podcaster, podcast yeah. forty. 
Um, I'm I'm really into breakdancing. In fact, I decided the other day there um, that I would go to breakdancing classes. I thought that would be uh, a smart way to recapture my youth. Yeah, off on your off on your skateboard down to breakdancing classes. I'm a skateboard and Zimmer frame. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Those fucking scooters that everybody's wearing now oh, sounds like such an old man. Yeah. Also, people don't wear scooters. Yeah, just um, lean into it. Yeah, <laughs> go with it. it. <laughs> Those scooters that you see people on and, yeah. you know, like grown-ups and they oh. think it's actually a viable means of transport. <laughs> They're basically just a skateboard with a Zimmer frame attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, professional comedy. Yes. <laughs> I can see that you were really, really intrigued by that, <laughs> that one as well. This guy's scooting about. It's like a skateboard with a zimmer frame. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> All airplane, right, okay. airplane food, eh? What's that about? <laughs> and what's the deal with neckties? Um, Why did I think neckties? I don't know. It's weird to say neckties as well. Yeah, I think uh, I was going for the obviously American. Seinfeldiness. Oh, are you Americanizing uh, our um, our content for that mass market appeal? Well, apparently more people in America listen to us than the UK. Do you know what we need? We need a we need a Chinese co-host or sponsor or character. I think maybe we should introduce a, a segment that appeals to the Asian audiences to really bring in those numbers. <laughs> That appeals to the the Asian uh, audience. So, like all of the games and obscure Japanese ones that <laughs> you, you keep bringing up, like Resident Evil, Biohazard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Well, well, well that's your that's your homework for next week, Farley. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some, add some Asian elements to the uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about now. Listen, listen, readers. <laughs> listen readers. Listen readers. Yeah, I called them listeners earlier on. What the yeah, fuck's wrong with I know. On? Come on, we're a, we're a sophisticated podcast. Things are a bit rough at the moment <laughs> across the board. <laughs> so, uh, so we're talking about a device which is not rough. It, it brings nothing but joy or brought nothing but joy. We're talking about the Game Boy or the, the Game Boy, I guess you call it in Scotland. Game Boy. Game Boy. <laughs> Fuck off, man. Game Boy. <laughs> hey, my Game Boy. Um, <laughs> I'll shoot you a Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was quite excited to be talking about the Game Boy because um, the kind of nostalgia, games nostalgia, and, and uh, the, the kind of love of retro games or, or making new retro games, if that makes sense, hasn't quite caught up to the Game Boy yet. Um, a little bit. There are a few games which are kind of largely inspired by the Game Boy palette and sounds. But we've seen, you know, endless um, NES remakes and, and respins uh, and games which, I guess you call them like NES Plus, you know, so sort of the same color palette, but obviously using um, uh, memory and some advanced things the NES couldn't do. We've seen a little bit of tinkering with kind of um, SNES, not so much Mega Drive love, a little bit. I guess, kind of in terms of new indie games. But then, yeah, that's not really happened with the Game Boy, I think. Uh, and it's kind of a shame because in many ways, I think it was a 
Uh, what's the wanky way to say this? It's kind of like a landmark system for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know a wanky way of saying um, No, I, I, I tried to lean into a wanky way of saying You know, it, it, iconic, I guess. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Game Boy has certainly become uh, shorthand, right, for the, the late 80s, 90s. Um, so I think we were talking about it. I can't remember which game you were playing. Maybe it's Gone Home we were talking about. Um, but you know, in, in any anything that's set in the '90s, there's a reference to a Game Boy or characters which essentially look like a Game Boy, or you know, the, the very nice, um, memorable kind of design or outline of the Game Boy has, has kind of become a generic um, symbol for handheld handheld gaming uh, in wider popular culture i guess um but it was quite a strange platform as well i think what's your what's your earliest memories of the game boy well i mean my my relationship with the game boy is a bit um bit of an odd one um <laughs> sounds like a psychologist couch so tell me, Richie, about your relationship with the Game Boy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a straightforward. It's not. A, it's not a very. It's a complex. It's complicated, you know. Um, but yeah, like my earliest memory of the Game Boy was playing other people's Game Boys, and yeah, it was no, always no. one of two games that people had. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you know exactly what those two games are, and I'm sure all of our readers. <laughs> listening right now can uh, <laughs> can know what those two are and it's pretty much what everybody played and that was Tetris and Super Mario Land yeah you know um and like I was thinking about I was actually prepping for this podcast believe it or not oh my and, god and um, I was thinking about it and I was like I don't even know whose Game Boys I've been playing or like they, they were probably just like friends of friends or like you know when your parents would leave you you're like um one of their friends and you'd have to make friends with their kids and yeah. you would just play the game boy that sort of shit that happened um but it's, it's weird because i i have memories of playing mario quite far on where i was fighting a giant uh sort of liney sphinx thing i don't know if that is a boss yeah. or not yeah no, yeah it is yeah yeah, um, I don't know. Is it a sub boss? Is it an end boss? Or, um, but yeah, like um, my earliest memories of the Game Boy um, are yeah, just playing other people's Game Boys. Um, but I never actually got myself um, an actual old grey Game Boy. Did you ever own a, a big old grey Game Boy? Yeah, I did one um, uh, one year. Me, my brother, and I think my sister, as a very special Christmas present from a, a family member who hadn't seen in a long time, um, got us all Game Boys. And that was that was the best, <laughs> one of the best Christmas ever, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. And so all of a sudden we had, two, I can't remember if we had two or three now um, in the house. Uh, and of course they all came with the link cable and they all came with Tetris. So uh, decades decades of Sunday, <laughs> Sunday dinners with the family um, there'd be uh, Tetris competitions on the go um, but yeah like you my first experience of it and I don't I don't know if there's an, an, if we'll ever have this again were um, playing it 
playing other people's Game Boys. So I distinctly remember um, one year we were doing the school play, you know, like the nativity play. Um, All right, okay. And my school always did wacky ones. So one year was Bob Geldof's life story. Um, <laughs> another one, <clears throat> another one was like um, Christmas on the uh, Christmas on the Western Front. <laughs> so we're all dressed up like. Okay. You know, half of us were dressed up like German soldiers, and the other half dressed up as uh, uh, as the uh, uh, British soldiers, as and... the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, and then coming together <laughs> to, to to play football. Anyway, in the downtime, you know, when you weren't when you weren't on stage for whatever this act, um, we were. Um, uh... What part did you play? Come on, everybody wants to know. Well, I was quite tall, so I was I was as a very tall person. I was Bob Geldof's dad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so when we went on the stage, you know, we're young kids, so we don't know what the fuck's going on, seven or eight. Um, you know, you just everyone's dressed up, and then you just get dragged off to go and stand in front of this <laughs> stage with a bunch of bored parents. Um, but whilst we're in this room, you know, people had, we were, there were, I think it was a video player, so there's never been someone playing on the video. And then um, uh, I remember one of the girls in my school had a, uh, a Game Boy, and for two, I think we did two performances in two nights in a row, we were playing those. And again, it was Super Mario Land, um, uh, which is a, a weird Mario game. <laughs> it is really, really weird. And, it, and, and, and another point that you just sort of hit on there, I do remember a lot of girls having Game Boys. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's weird because the marketing clearly is, is is not maybe, you know, suited for um, female, you know, Game Boy. It's not a Game Girl. Was yeah. there a Game Girl? I'm sure there was. Yeah, okay. I, I bet it was just pink. That's just that sort of shit that they would do. Yeah, ten ten pound extra and uh, pink um, for the game girl. Um, yeah, and so that was, that was my earliest moment. And I, I remember being, you know, blown away that uh, you could play this game on the handheld system. The the you know, music was amazing. Um, yeah, Super Mario Land is a very weird Mario. It's got yeah. a side-scrolling shooting section of it where you hop in the little ufo um you've got the sphinxes hopping around um yeah, yeah everything it's... is very egyptian like there there's uh what's it called there's pyramids in the background and stuff like yeah. that but one thing that i always used to remember about it is that mario was tiny on the screen yeah it's like it you had so like even compared to like the start of um what's it called um the one on the NES, just Super Mario Brothers. Um, you you know Mario still took up substantial size of the screen, but on the Game Boy, he was like four pixels high or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was just it, like it felt like it. He was a little bit taller than that. I've got um, yeah. coincidentally, I'm drinking out of a Game Boy mug, which uh, changes the little display when you have tea in it, and it's and it's um, Mario. Daisy saying thank you, Mario, uh, wow. in the castle. And yeah, he's not, awful, but he was tiny and, and very, uh, felt like Jimity Cricket, very kind of like, you know, jumpy, bouncy little insect on this screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, my, my only real memory of it is like the Egyptianiness. But yeah, it was a really fucking weird game. Um, behind you 100% on that one. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like. Which has happened with a couple of other Nintendo games. It was another game that 
Mario ended up in accidentally at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, he didn't, like, shoot fireballs. He shoot, like, spears as well, didn't he? <laughs> like, bullets that are yeah. diagonal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a... fire on a Game Boy might be a big, a- big ask, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they were trying to perhaps squeeze things into... Um... <laughs> uh, into the into the Game Boy format, yeah, and then we've not really seen. Uh, I could be right. There's probably Mario fans screaming at us. All the stuff we're getting wrong. We've never really seen that revisit. You know, in all the in all the ways that uh, Mario games um, tend to have nods uh, back to the older games and older enemies and things moving from one game to another. I don't think we've ever seen much from Super Mario Land. Um, I tend to agree. Like that that whole Egyptian sphinxy. Um, shenanigans going on. I don't. I mean, I don't even know who the main antagonist was and was in it or anything like that. Was it Bowser? Or was he involved in any way? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, yeah, yeah, might be worth uh, might be worth a replay. Um, and then, of course, there was uh, yeah, there was Tetris. Which, uh, you know, do we need to? <laughs> does anyone need? No, a, we don't. We don't. No. Does anyone need? Everybody a knows Tetris. Hot off the know. press. <laughs> 40 this year old game with of... falling bricks in it <laughs> uh, the music's really catchy and there's an A-type game and a B-type game um, but like some of the earlier as we've waffled on about a number of times like those early systems um, the games are quite expensive uh, so you didn't have a huge number of them um, I mean fortunately there were three of us in my house who were playing them so you know, when birthdays and Christmas came around uh, uh, for a period there was a Game Boy game in there Um but yeah, I, it's one of those where you, I was looking through the list of, of software. I was like, man, there was well, a ton of games. But also, the Game Boy had a huge, huge life. Span. Oh, yeah. I mean, his life went way, way into like uh, 2000s from way, way back in 1991. You know, it was like it was yeah. around for long. Even, if you consider the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Pocket, and let's not even talk about the Game Boy Advance the fact that it could still play all yeah. of these old games as well yeah um, yeah, it, yeah it had a massive massively long um, time yeah. um, on the shelves but price wise I actually found that the Game Boy games were well uh, they were cheaper than NES and SNES games they always were about two thirds of the price, sort of thing. So, like, when you're spending like forty, fifty pounds on a SNES game, you are spending maybe twenty-five, thirty pounds on a on a Game Boy game. Yeah, and it was a, cheaper. It was um, a bit of a crapshoot as well, <laughs> because well, in my timeline, uh, this is before we really had um, you know gaming magazines. Uh, it would probably be just whatever was available at Argos and and, and Blockbuster. Um, so weirdly, some of the first games that we got for it, one of them was Kirby's Dreamland, which, um, you know, I don't, no idea why we bought it. Um, I remember it, it being kind of my brother's game, uh, which is a great game, and I've downloaded it again on the on the 3DS and, and, and played through it, and all the nostalgia came flooding back with the from that, you know, from that ping when uh, Nintendo scrolls down when you turn the Game Boy on, um, yeah, through to the soundtrack, but. It, it was potluck, <laughs> I think, that we got uh, uh, a game that you know in, in later years turned out to be. Oh no, actually, that was quite a good. That was quite a good series, and and um, you know, uh, one of Nintendo's very enduring characters. Um, yeah, of course. 
but uh, another thing I associate with the Game Boy is it was perhaps the birth... Oh, I say that. That's not true. I re- let's let's um, personalise it so I can't be wrong. I remember it being um, <laughs> <laughs> the platform where uh, the, the birth of just the widespread um, licensed game tie-in. Right, there were there were uh, just thinking through some of the games I had. There's an Asterix game. There was uh, Gremlins two game, Alien vs Predator, Tasmania, um, and you can imagine what all these games were. Right, what genre do you think all these? Yeah, games yeah, were? straight up side-scrolling platformer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I I I agree with you entirely that. It's like if you are to like go on to Google right now and ask for a list of Game Boy games, you will just get a plethora of ones that you do not know and you already know are just going to be a shit version of yeah. whatever. But the thing is, it just depends on your sort of situation. Like you were talking about there, like what ones you would actually get to play and stuff like that. Like um, my girlfriend, she played. Um, what's it called? Skate or Die, uh-huh. which is a Konami game. It's terrible. It's awful. It's a side-scrolling game where you're on a skateboard and things fall and you have to jump over things. It's exactly what you imagine right now in your head. <laughs> and of course, like the the front graphic on it is uh, a kid with his, his baseball cap on backwards because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, rad. Um. <laughs> but yeah, and but of course, like that just became like a thing that was fun to play and and redo and replay. And I think it goes back to what you were talking like when we were talking about the price of games. Farley, if you can quickly research what episode yeah, that was, I, I, I looked around it. Uh, uh, episode thirty. Episode thirty. Uh, yeah. The value of games. Especially when you're younger, because you maybe don't have as big a collection or a big, big a selection. Collection selection? Right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you do start to appreciate and, um, yeah, it's just a, a bigger appreciation for those games, even if they were shit. Um, yes, yeah, not only shit, but rock hard. <laughs> so- yes. Um, so fucking hard. But again, <laughs> exactly what we were talking about last time. It was a NES game where you walk two centimeters, and all right, you're just dead. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. my my sister got uh, don't know why, but she got Gremlins um, as her first game. I think Beyond Tetris, and um, you know, excited about getting this new game, putting it in, and and then it, it's just relentless. You know, your uh, what's the name of the thingy? Gizmo. Uh, Gizmo, walking around. You've got a pencil. Um, you know, all these things where you can take. You know, some of them were just you take one hit, that's it. Back to the beginning level. Others were, you know, you got a little life bar. Um, difficult platforming. Um, items to pick up uh, and. Yeah, just just right. I don't think we ever got to the end of that. Uh, you know, and then you get to various bosses. Um, the same with Taz <laughs> Tasmania. Uh, I remember there being a <laughs> minecart level, and th- and it was you know quite precision, uh, precision platforming, um, and not an easy game at all. So I don't. There aren't many Game Boy games that I can say that I I completed. 
I think, or paid all the way through. Um, yeah, which, which is interesting, you know, because people go on about Dark yeah. Souls and whatever, but Gremlins was, <laughs> was the, dark, <laughs> the Dark Souls of Game Boy or whatever. Aspects is the Gremlins of Game Boy. Um, yeah, so for me that's it, because I think a lot of people tend to think of um, the PlayStation being um, where we saw an explosion of shovelware. It is, you know, there were these weird licensed games on the on the NES. Um, yeah, no, the, there's always been shovelware of some kind, and yeah. it's, it's when they get to sort of like halfway through their life cycle, and, and the moment you start to see a 50 games in one, Yes, board games yeah. and card games that's when you know right we're in shovelware it's time for the next generation you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, someone's done the maths and uh, you know if you put out a functional game uh, stick it on shelves as it was back in the day uh, you'll you'll make this much money back um, and, and somehow it becomes it becomes worth it and then yeah it just becomes impossible to, to pick and choose between uh, the dross and uh uh, the, the good games, but like I say, because we've not seen much in the way of Game Boy Love, um, and Nintendo have have uh, put a few things on the virtual console, not as much. And I guess a, a part of the problem is this with all the licensing, right? Uh, who do you go to for the Gremlins two licensing or the Alien vs Predator licensing uh, for a 1992 game or whatever it was? Um, there haven't been that many chances to play them again. Um, and perhaps you wouldn't want to play them again. I'm sure that whatever or wherever they are, they're probably now in public domain. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give too much of a fuss about that one. Yeah. I'm sure that you can like find it in illicit sources. Oh yeah, I'm hey, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you, you can not even fill a two gigabyte USB stick with the entirety of the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, back catalog, uh, you know, including including games that um, uh, were never officially released, but someone someone uh, uh, ripped the wrong from. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, as I like to say, a couple of games have uh, brought back the Game Boy um, feeling, I guess. So a couple that I played are weirdly both both. Octopus centric, um, but Squidlets, very tiny little. Why? Why is that weird? Like we all know you. <laughs> That's not weird. It's expected. <laughs> no, well, yeah, it's expected. Perhaps that I would have found and played all the Octopus games, but it's it's strange that both of the two that I've uh, ever come across are are um, octopus or cephalopod themed, should we say? Uh, so there's um, Squidlet, which is a really nice short game, but it has the captures the, the reduced color palette and the, and the music really really nicely and the gameplay as well it's a platformer uh, and then save me mr taco which was a dedicated project to make a new game boy game if you like and I, i've always really taken with the idea of um you know what if you stuck with the the game development tools you had for the game boy um, but you could just make games, you know, bigger or smarter. So you're not limited by memory, but you're kind of sticking to that pattern. And that, that really does that. Uh, so it's a huge game, huge, huge game. Um, but yeah, I can't think of many others um, which have captured the aesthetic. I'm trying my hardest to not say it. The aesthetic of the Game Boy. Um, 
Uh, Would you but... say that the aesthetic is phenomenal? <laughs> I w- no, I wouldn't say the aesthetic was. was <laughs> and, of, and, of, and of course, you know, as much as you can, um, uh, as much as you can um, sit 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 there in your desk in the garage corner or wherever it is that lonely PC people play their games. Uh, the optimal place to do it is on a long car ride home from whatever yeah. Leeds, Leeds Castle. Uh, <laughs> waiting for the next street light to go past so you can see what you're actually doing on the screen. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's oh, the man. What a weird sort of fucking flashback. Yeah. yeah, that's the optimal way to be to be emulating Game Boy games. So, yeah, the the top level emulating services you can actually hire someone to drive you around uh, late at night. So you can, uh, oh, Farley, that that that's this is something that has to be done. You've just come on to uh, the best emulator possible. Is genuinely yeah. just sitting in the back of a car, oh, and actually struggling to see that. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant, yeah. one. Uh, and then the the actors who who play your mum and dad, you know, they can have a fight when they get lost. Uh, uh, if you if you want the full package, you can get a brother and sister who, uh, you know, will harass you and say it's it's their turn or fall asleep on you whilst you're trying to play. <laughs> Pokemon Red <laughs> by um by passing streetlight. Um, but one thing that has I think subsisted, some perhaps not the the graphics or the uh, the gameplay is the the music. You know, so the kind of chip chip tune. Yeah, yeah. No, chip tune is a, a very big thing, and actually, like about I don't know about fifteen years ago. Back in Glasgow, there was actually a guy who's internet famous now. Oh yeah, who did? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he like got old Game Boys, put them all together, and he plays them like a piano sort of thing. And he plays lots of different music, but basically on Game Boys um, and all of their different uh, sound chips and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite cool. I don't know. Him. I don't know him personally. It's not. Don't get racist here, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do remember that like he he was a thing, and it was quite a a big thing because obviously gaming circles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, and there's some cracking cracking Game Boy tracks that have inspired yeah. a lot of remixes. Um, most probably well known is uh, is the Tetris, yeah, specifically the Game Boy. Tetris. Uh, a and B themes, um, uh, but you know, big band Super Mario Land uh, remix is always welcome. Um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, and this is the first format that I really remember it being special, was the uh, when you bought a game, it's the whole package. Um, so you know the standard format of the box and then the little instruction booklet you'd get um with them uh, and then for early game boy games you get we'd always get a poster as well so i have a like, small collection of posters including the poster that came with the visual game boy yep yep uh and I, yeah i loved it uh, you know i loved all that and you could you, you know if you kept the boxes and line them up um they were they were really nice so this, there's something about that game boy branding um you know with the silver and the uh the big game boy brand um, and the feel of the little cartridges, uh, and also the artwork. I was, I was thinking about this the other day when I was changing Switch games. <clears throat> um, and 
you know, I, I have got a little storage box with my Switch games in it, and all the labels are just basically black text on a white background. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Whereas on the Game Boy, you know, you, you get that, that, yeah, that care and love had gone into creating, um, uh, you know, the artwork that's often the cover for the box as well. Yeah, um, but it wasn't even that. The cartridges themselves, a uh, very good example, um, Pokemon Red and Blue, they were actually coloured cartridges. Yeah. Uh, and there was other ones that like uh, were see-through and, and black and things like that. Really, really cool. But yeah, like the early Game Boy ones, they all had this grey aesthetic that sort of fit into the big, big grey Game Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, looked like little brothers and sisters to uh, uh, NES cartridges at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I always... Uh, well, I always... <laughs> when when <laughs> I can find a uh, game shop, I always like having a little nose at the uh, uh, at the Game Boy games um, because they yeah they just made they made a really nice product. It's, uh, yeah, it really a really nice kind of feel and and <laughs> yeah. sense to it. Um, yeah, and it's, although I do find it sad that mostly you can just buy these isolated cartridges to set their own. Um, let's talk about some games. What did well, you? For, hang on, hang on. You okay. you asked me a question. Like, what was my first memory of oh, yeah. the Grey Game Boy? Um, and, yeah, yeah, played tomorrow. You need to ask me another question. And uh, what was my first Game Boy? What was your first Game Boy? My first Game Boy was the Super Game Boy. Oh, for the SNES. For the SNES, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that's one of the things that came out in 1984. I think I got it for Christmas that year. Uh, and I got a couple of games with it. I did not play that much in the way of Dross at all. I literally had two games for the Super Game Boy. And that was it. Um, and <laughs> that's all I'm going to talk about for now. Because um, when I moved to the Game Boy Color which was one that I bought myself, uh, I think, around 98, 99. Yeah. Um, that's when I just bought everything fucking Pokemon. But we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and maybe we, maybe we won't go into too much depth on the Pokemon side of things for the Game Boy. You know, it's a thing. Um, but yeah. Um, so just so you're aware, <laughs> and all of the readers, not listeners, readers are aware... <laughs> My first uh, Game Boy was a Super Game Boy. Um, so, Farley, games. What games were you most inspired by or your favourites for the big, hunky, old, grey Game Boy? Um, I played... <laughs> uh, <laughs> played games? Um, Kirby's Dreamland spent a lot of time on um with uh with my with my brother and i love uh the super game boy and then what was the what was the gamecube one where you could play game boy advance games the i don't know if that was a thing the hyper game but yeah it was it was um i never had i a coveted one but i never i never had one you you kind of put your gamecube on top of it and then you could play your uh TBA games through. <gasps> yeah, the... that rings a bell. But anyway, we're yeah. not, not talking about GBA. No, this is the rules I, for this podcast. But I like, uh, I like 
and the fact that you could you could do that um and also with the n64 with the stupid adapter that was like, yeah with, you could only with like, pokemon stadium or yeah, like pokemon, that, yeah. stadium, pokemon stadium too but i like that there were three ways to play pokemon so you could just play it on your on your game boy you could play it on the super game boy um and a lot of maybe it was just first party games but a lot of nintendo games when you played on the super game but you had a like you know, because of the screen sizes you had an extra screen around it and they were kind of spoke to some of the games so if you yeah if so you... it was um built into the super game boy itself it's really weird like if you read about the hardware that's involved the super game boy is actually pretty much game boy hardware right it, it, and it has all of this stuff built into it so it would um it would also include palettes as well. Do you remember this in the yeah? In the, and you could uh, yeah. You could also draw. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you could you could flip between you could change the palette. Um, you also had these borders, but then if you wanted, you could uh, you know, basically using a Microsoft Paint type, very basic Microsoft Paint type program to draw your own border around your game whilst yeah. you're playing your Game Boy game on your uh, on the SNES. <clears throat> so yeah, we played um, uh, Tetris through that, and then a game series that I put a lot into, which we talked about on a previous episode, called uh, Donna Karen something something. <laughs> episode twenty one of the podcast that we talked about uh, Donkey Kong, and played a lot of Donkey Kong Country, um, and that was I think that's towards the end of the the Game Boy's lifespan again it shows uh, because it was such a long-lived platform if you compare the early games particularly these these uh, kind of platformers or even super mario land um with the later ones particularly things like donkey kong country and it was <laughs> it's hard to go back to <laughs> now oh um, i believe <clears> that yeah, I really believe yeah. it. It was like, yeah. it came out on the, uh, the like, even the SNES version that came out, I f- find that hard to go back to for. Yeah, they've um, they've started rolling out on the, the Switch Online um, service, and uh, although I have a lot of good memories of them, I, you know, the particular levels where I think it's snowing or raining, so you've got the uh, background that's rolling past, you've got the <laughs> middle ground where your characters are, and then in front of that you've got this scrolling rain and just the assault on your eyes <laughs> it's really tough <laughs> now imagine yeah. that in uh you know game boy Glorious palette HD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now imagine that in game boy palette um oh, and, God, yeah, it, uh, yeah. and it yeah it's, it's intense but uh, we did did play um all the way through donkey Kong country and i think donkey Kong country three uh you know getting all the getting all the uh all the kongs and and um and doing all the levels uh, and that came on a lovely yellow cart as well. Also, much later, um, again, perhaps in this innocent age where uh, you were, we were playing on each other's Game Boys, uh, there was a lot of game swapping. Um, so I've inexplicably ended up with some games that I don't ever remember buying. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's I've got an R-Type, um, which is a very good game. Uh, the, I've got two copies of Killer Instinct on the Game Boy. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and yeah, that's an interesting experience playing a beat em up where you've got two buttons uh, and four directions. 
Um, I don't know if it had ultra combos. I don't think it did. It didn't have all the characters. It didn't have all the ultra combos. It did, it did have, have all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did have all the you know the like chip tuned versions of their uh, of their songs. Right? And I also had. Well, I don't think I ever put it on. Uh, Tetris Two. The what? sequel. Yeah. Fuck off. That never existed. It did, and they introduced um, uh, shapes with five blocks and like weird weird. Um, shapes with like two corners mm. yeah um which is why one of the reasons why i didn't play it or i must have played it once and it was like that so uh, sacrilegious <laughs> tetris the official sequel to uh to tetris tetris 2 uh unfortunately i don't think it had the theme tune so that um that wasn't great uh and then there was uh oh, what was it called i'm trying to remember it's over there <laughs> well, readers, whilst Farley runs off and looks at his um, collection of Game Boy games, I'll entertain you with some whistling. Hang on, it's just within reach. I'm just trying to. There's something in the way. I'm just trying to distract. Uh, this is this is fantastic. Don't worry about it, man. Like, it, there's nothing better on a podcast where you're listening to someone fumble for Game Boy games. <laughs> Okay, how did you do with the filling time? Um, I whistled and berated you. Oh, thank you. Uh, the Game Boy Gallery, five games in one. I know what you're saying. We mentioned earlier. <laughs> I'm, I'm already get that fucking <laughs> in the bin, boy. When, when uh, the compilations start coming up, and that's when you know that they're rubbish. But this was um, essentially Game Boy remakes of uh, five of the Game & Watch games. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. But stylized. I think some of them were, some of them were stylized a little bit differently. So you had Flagman, which is not a very good game. Manhole, which is uh, <laughs> probably one of the best Game & Watch games there ever And also was. your name on the weekend. Do you see what I did there? Just casual misogyny, and I'm I'm not taking it anymore. This is, I'm going to draw a line. Okay, so uh, your na- which one of these remaining games is your name on a weekend? <clears throat> your options are <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> your options are ball, okay, vermin, <laughs> or cement factory. <laughs> oh man, cement factory is when you've had a big cheese pizza to yourself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'll go with Vermin. I, I, I dig that Vermin. Okay. That's, a, that's a proper edge lordy name. Yeah, Vermin and Manhole could either be <laughs> uh, a really sad drag act or um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, yeah, we could definitely be like mutated Z list <laughs> yeah, villains in the uh, in um, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, there was Wario Land, which is... uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what game you're talking about there. What, what's it called? Wario Land. I believe it's uh, Mario Land Three Wario Land. Yes, but it's also not Donkey Kong Country. But you didn't pick up on that, did you, douchebag? 
I don't even care about those games. <laughs> so what, what do you think it's called? Uh, Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. Oh really? I don't think that game ever came out. No, I'm okay. talking about Wario Land <laughs> colon Super Mario Land 3, the actual game. <laughs> Did you ever play that one? Or were you um, playing Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land? Which sounds like <laughs> some kind of really low quality fairground simulator on the Game Boy. Listen, I'm very, very glad you played Wario Land because of the two Game Boy games that I owned and <laughs> yeah. played, it is Mario Land 2 and yeah. Mario Land 3. <laughs> so, Mario Land 3? Is that a different game yeah. from Super Mario Land 3, comma, Wario Land, or Wario no, Land, No, it, it's the same game, it's the same game. Let, let's stop being pedants at each other here. Oh, you started I, know I started it. Let's just I know say I started it. Let's fucking... I'm ending it too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about your memories of Super Wario Land, Mario Land, Land 3. Last two. Um, really? Before I talk about two? That makes me feel weird inside, Farley. <laughs> yeah, talk about it backwards. I mean, to start, <laughs> start at the end of Wario Land 3. Super Mario You have Land. the jet hat and you have to... <laughs> um kill the genie um <laughs> then you move to the left of the screen uh placing coins throughout the levels <laughs> yes um and getting smaller or losing your hats um and you, as you progress back to a beach um oh and you place bits of treasure back into hidden yeah. places yeah. as well and then uh, as um, you as you go back to the levels you lock them um, and yeah, slowly. And you, <laughs> you go to little bonus areas at the starts of levels where you give away half of your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Worryland, really <laughs> good game, and um, uh, yeah, kind of uh, remixing. Oh, wow, how would you say it? It's not kind of remix. It's like a different slant on uh, your classic kind of Mario games. Yep. Um, but, but very much its own thing. Yeah. Um, Wario Land is like one of my favourite games. Um, and it's just because it's so littered full of secrets and there's some nuance there. It, don't get me wrong, it was not a perfect game in any way. There was just so much um... So many missing bits of character sprites and things like that that would happen through the game. You're just like, all right, okay. Um, and it did feel a bit glitchy, but yeah, it, as a game, like suddenly being able to have like the overworld, like you could in Super Mario World on the SNES, you're just like, oh, all right, this is great. Navigate through, revisit places. It was also like. Where Super Mario Land One didn't even have a save file. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the um, this is the you know the um, because the Game Boy had such a long development cycle. You, you get yeah you know, these game yeah with do these really come out in the same system? Yeah, yeah. sorry, go on. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, no, sorry, I. I I can come with you. It's, it's such a fantastic game. I love Wario's power-ups. I love Wario. You're, you're not necessarily playing a bad guy or a good guy. You're just playing 
as the bad guy from the previous one, his moralistic compass might be in the wrong direction, but you're doing exactly the same thing as Mario, and you're getting the same power-ups as Mario. And well, I don't know. I always thought of it as um, very different. Right? So, you know, your instinct is, uh, okay, I'm going to jump on that thing's head. You know, oh, hang on. This isn't how it works. I can pick things up. Uh and I can run... Yeah, because you're bigger and stronger than, than, than Mario, yeah. And then a, a lot of the game is based around the, um, the, the little dash that he had. So, you know, you'd use it to, to yeah. break through things and, and make... So, yeah, it did feel like... Um, to get too wanky about it, again, uh, it did feel like a deliberate perversion of uh, uh, of Mario's moveset. Um, even though it looked the same, obviously the characters have a really strong resemblance. Um, it was very much his own thing, and, and yeah, doing doing everything different to how you imagine uh, Mario might do things. Yeah, yeah, like the whole idea of like being able to barge into bricks as opposed to bricks being a thing that are in your way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, it's weird. Do you remember like Little Wario as well? Just had this little skinhead <laughs> mohawk thing. <laughs> yeah, with his with his little uh, his little. Um... Uh, little mustache. Um, yeah. How how am I gonna find? It? I want to I want to see a picture. Wario. <laughs> Google little, 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 little Wario. Wario. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he had little spiky hair. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Mini Wario. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think that was a real gem. And I was like, did you hundred percent it? Yeah, yeah, because there was a uh, there were treasures to collect. Yeah, hidden I mean, treasure. That's the thing. Yeah, the, like it, later, it kind of there was a an indicator that told you whether or not a, a level had a treasure in it. I think it flashed differently. Yeah, and so I remember I'd caught every um, treasure bar like the second one, and <laughs> it was like on the beach there was a missing. Um, rice beach. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. Um, there was one treasure that was missing, and I spent so long revisiting that level over and over and over again. Uh, and I think it ended up being it was one of these. It's a door, but you don't know it's a door. And the uh, re- yeah. and it was basically uh, they made some bricks around it looking like a door shape. Uh, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you hit any one of those bricks at any time or... And I think they made it so that you kind of had to dash into them or around them. So you just missed it. And I missed it for so long. And I remember that one time I found out, I was just like, oh my God, I've 100%ed this fucking game. (laughs) Just because I I finally found that door shape. And that was cool. Uh, no, I really, really, really like that. I, I mean, I think I could replay that game. Yeah, as you as you were discussing it, I was like, "Oh man, do I have a?" a yeah, I think I've got a Game Boy Color that still works. Um, yeah, can I jonesing to kind of replay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Warrior Land again. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I could do that. Uh, why don't we do? Why, why don't we do a video podcast of it? Oh, that yes. was fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's commit to never doing that. Um... <laughs> but add it to the list of uh, things we say we're going to do and then never actually get around to doing. Sort of like the washing up. 
<laughs> um, oh dear, domestic jokes. Um, hey. <laughs> but yeah, so I suppose the other thing I'm just going to take the reins here is Mario Land Two. Did you ever play that? No, I didn't. Uh, actually, I know. Looking at um, uh, maybe we should do an episode just about Wario games because that is a interesting trajectory that the... that is an interesting trajectory however i will warn you now farley that the only yep. ones i played are mario land 3 and briefly playing um wario party wario where wario where uh, with you on the gamecube yeah yeah that's maybe it. that well, well that'll, that'll be the episode just talking about your favorite mini games like one of my favorite mini games is when you have to pull the hairs out of his nose Oh, it's definitely the picking the nose one. You just have to time it right and then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Super Mario Land 2. Um, uh, do you actually mean Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins? Six golden yes, coins. the six golden that. coins. Okay. Yep, that one. Um, um, tell me yeah. about it. <clears throat> okay, so Mario Land 1 happened. Uh, it was fucking weird. There was Egypt and UFOs. And then... Mario Land 2 happened but Mario Land 2 happened more in a SNES era than it did in a well I suppose that's not not even right either Uh, (laughs) when you think of Mario Land uh, you can compare it almost pixel for pixel to the NES Super Mario Brothers you know The, the fighting one no 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 the Mario Brother, okay, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you, you can see that, you know, it's quite similar. You've got the Goombas that go sideways. And then with Mario 2, which is a hard one to bring into the series because it's not really a Mario game. Let's skip to Mario 3. Suddenly Mario, yeah. you know, is a bit more rounded and cartoony. He takes up more of the screen. And with Mario Land 2... They did exactly the same thing. He wasn't this tiny fucking fly in the corner of your yeah. Game Boy, just, you know. Just that ping, 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 ping about the place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you now had this big cartoony Mario with big wide eyes. He looked like Mario 3 Mario, and yeah, it was um, a whole new game. And again, the overworld map suddenly came into play the ability to go back and replay levels the ability to you know sort of move around the map and find secret areas and things like that that was revolutionary and i was so excited by this um i actually part of the reason i got the the super game boy um is because i loved super mario world and i wanted more mario so i got mario land 2 um (laughs) because of that it can replicate that kind of feeling um, which is I, I don't know it's really hard to um, get in my head no no, it's really hard to understate I think or not state hard enough uh, because we've had decades of it but having games like that you know with some complexity uh, and depth and levels and save files that you could play on the go because everything prior to that was, you know, those really cheap uh, LCD games, right? So, so uh, you know, stuff you get free in a in a Happy Meal or stuff <laughs> that would eat through four watch batteries, uh, and it was uh, 
you know, you press down on... by the end of the month. Yeah, the and, if you, <laughs> and if you press down on the screen, you could see the. It's sort of like Game and Watch. You could see, you know, or oh, here's all the positions. Yeah, so I'm playing as whatever Raphael, and I can move him on the bottom left, in the middle, on the right, and and attack these ninjas which are scrolling down. And that was that was as good as you kind of got from a handheld. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> up until this point, but yeah, to be to be able to carry around whole games with you anywhere but more importantly sit them sit there and play them when the big tv was in use because that was yeah. the you know the other thing about growing up is uh, certainly didn't have tvs in every room uh, and when it got to kind of tv time it meant you know that was you had to turn the computers off um turn your computer <laughs> off uh, and play it so yeah it really hard one of those moments that uh, you, you can't really recapture once you have it um, but I can see, yeah, I can see the, the excitement if, you, if you're if you looking at screens of Super Mario Land 2. And be, oh, man. Can't wait to get yeah. that in my hands. But, but, I mean, like I say, I didn't even play it like, portably. It was a big screen TV <laughs> thing for me. It became an event much like Super Mario World. It was sitting down and playing it with a SNES controller. <laughs> and running through the game in that 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 way, um, but yeah, um, Mario Land Two. I don't have the fondest of memories of it. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it's a good game, but it is a very unforgiving, fucking hard game. It is just another one of these really really tough challenges tough jumps um the the twist uh, on this mario um <laughs> uh, or whatever you want to call it is it's um his powers are as usual he has like the mushroom which makes him bigger or the fire flower which um didn't really work on the Game Boy, so instead of like changing his colour of his outfit from black and white to black and white, it was uh, he got a feather in his hat to signify that he has a fire flower. Nice. It's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it's a feather though. Um and then the other new addition, which I don't think has ever been in any other uh, Mario game, is the bunny ears. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Sounds like something that may be in Galaxy. I know. Are the bunny ears in Smash from Super Mario Land 2? Um, that make you jump higher. Yeah. Do they make you float when you fall down? Uh, no, they just make you run much faster and... and uh, okay, yeah, you don't run faster. Up. You jump higher with the bunny ears. And when you tap... um. A or B, I can't remember which one's the jump. Um, but uh, his ears sort of flap, much in the same way as the uh, the in Mario Brothers Three, you've got the raccoon tail when it oh, yeah. flaps. You sort of fall slowly. It's exactly the same thing, except there's bunny ears coming at the top of his head. Uh, no, bunnyhood is the Legend of Zelda. Ooh. All right, okay. But yeah, like I, it, it's a thing that never happened. But it, it was also, uh, yeah, it was just really fucking hard. And that final level, spoilers, where you actually go and fight Wario, yeah, um, uh, is the most ridiculously hard, like 
castle that of, of any Mario game that I can think of. Like, Whoa. Even lost levels. It Big is claims. like seriously, um it is you've got rooms upon rooms with like uh, Wario faces that are sort of bouncing up and down <laughs> and then you have to fight a boss version of Wario three different times. One with his super mushroom form, one with his fire flower form, and one with his bunny ears form. Um, I remember he... this. It, because aren't the Wario... Isn't Wario's face really weird in this? Yeah, it, it's not quite right. <laughs> like, they, they needed to introduce a, a new bad guy. There's... Oh, God. We, this is one we can probably save for our um, uh, notebook with missing page thing. Yeah. But... Um, you know about the whole weird different worlds that exist in Super Mario World, <laughs> and you know that Daisy comes from Sarasar Land or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah, so Mario Land 2 is set in Sarasar Land, where Mario has his own castle. Did you know that? Um, This is ringing some bells, but yeah, because isn't there like a Mario Land? I... <laughs> like, le- like level... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Isn't there a Mario Land as we're talking about Mario Land 2? <laughs> no, but the Mario Land 2 is divided up into different zones, one of which is the Mario Zone, is that right? Oh, maybe actually, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There we go. Ah, yeah. see, like, but yeah, like, it's a fucking nuanced deep game. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, let's not get into the, that whole stuff anyway, like. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a really, really, really tough big boss fight. Um, Wario Land is a bit more forgiving in that respect. Yes, um, I, I think there's a big difference. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it wasn't? Uh, there was a lot to it, but it wasn't uh, ridiculously challenging as NES Game Boy platformers yeah. were. No, it had it, been properly designed to not be a frustrating mess. Um, of throwing <laughs> a Game Boy against a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Which but I yeah. think... Sorry, Sorry carry on. Oh, we're both so polite! <laughs> so <laughs> which, I, which I think, which I think in my like, amateurish, I've just had this thought uh, way. Uh, it's kind of a holdover from arcades, I think. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Challenging yeah. as possible. And then for no reason whatsoever, or I don't know, it's the designers, because that's what people are used to, that just carried on. Yeah. Beyond you the don't point. need to keep feeding quarters into the, <laughs> yeah. the Game Boy. We've already yeah. bought things already. Yeah. You know? yeah. I've already bought the game. You don't need to destroy me every level or send me right the way back to the beginning of the game once yeah. I run out of three hearts. <laughs> um, thank you very much. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the only two games I had for my Super Game Boy, um, and the, that that was sort of that phase of just running through all of these Mario games. Mario Land was definitely the better of the two. Mario Land Two, I feel like I need to revisit it now based on some of our little chats here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool how they they moved from the ability to. It moved from the little tiny crappy pixels, not not the crappy, but the little tiny pixels, moved to this cartoony world, made it feel more like Mario 3, added in the save file, like you were saying, the evolution of the hardware and the cartridges alone. It's just amazing, but it was still on the same system, you know? 
so cool. Yeah, that's what you get when you've got nearly 20 years of... Uh, uh, no, not 20 years. Just over a decade, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another game which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Go on. We're talking... So far, we've gone through all these hyper-obscure games, such as Mario Land, Mario Land 2, Mario Land. Uh, it was also Mario and Yoshi. Oh, um, that was like the... Was it a puzzle game or something like that? Yes, it's a, yeah. a puzzle game where you... you Things are falling down and you kind of, you kind of stack stack them up on top of each other and you want to stack the um, similar ones. Um, and that was a that was one that uh, you know had thumb calluses from from playing it, <laughs> <laughs> playing it so hard. Um, and again, you know, God knows why we picked decided to pick that up um, uh, as a puzzle game, but it turned out to be one of the one of the highlight games that, that got a lot of play, second perhaps to Tetris um, amongst the family. Um, and I think, oh god, it's based on a NES game, right? Because it's just—it's one of the ones that's just hit the Switch. And I was like, oh, I think it's where is it? Where is Woods? God, I have no idea. But yeah, no Mario and Yoshi. I think I remember it from the NES, not the Game Boy. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. no, it's a separate, it's a separate game. Whereas Woods is very very hard. Um. But yeah, I didn't realise that it was uh, it was on the NES. Um, but again, really nice, really good puzzle game. Um, uh, very fluid gameplay, and the the twist, I guess, was that there were upper and lower halves of Yoshi eggs, and so if you had a lower half at the bottom of a stack of things that weren't blocked, and you managed to get a top half on top of it, the the egg would kind of eat through the entire stack. And then that was it. that was all there was to it, really. Uh, yeah, it sped up. Um, but yeah, um, fond memories and many, many hours uh, when uh, when your life flashes before your eyes. Like if it's a representative sample, there's going to be at least two frames of my life flashing, <laughs> flashing before my eyes. At least two frames are probably going to be Mario and Yoshi. Um, uh, yeah, just shifting those little shelves around to match bloopers, uh, piranha plants. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, I briefly talked about this, and I'm I'm just moving on a little bit. Um, and I ended up buying myself a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, I got the purple one, and you probably remember that purple Game Boy Color because I just used to play it all the way during um lectures. <laughs> like literally yeah. during like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then you uh, then you inspired me to collect my Game Boy from home, uh, which our friend James broke by doing somersault onto my bag. You probably had it coming. Um, I think it's <laughs> just completely accidental. But yeah, no. I was still carrying a Game Boy around in two thousand, an old school Game Boy in two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is that is definitely a thing, um, and yeah, and I sort of like put together a list of all of the games I owned for my Game Boy Color Purple, <clears throat> and they are Pokemon Red, yeah, Pokemon Gold, <laughs> yeah, Pokemon the Card Game, yeah, and Pokemon Pinball, yeah, all of yeah, which are good a- games. All of which I have 
on the, re-downloaded on the 3DS as well. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, yeah like, um, I feel like by the time we got to Game Boy Purple, it was basically Game Boy 2. It was, um, like... It was suddenly we were able to like have all of these save files, all of the the abilities of the previous like cartridges. They just got to a point where they were great, and it was more like, yes, you're playing these games in the Game Boy Color, but we've got back compatibility for Game Boy not Color. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it, the original Game Boy. I don't know if you feel the same way. It's kind of almost like a new generation of Game Boy when that happened. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with the, the color, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, uh, and, and this happened. It happened afterwards um, with uh, all the Nintendo handhelds. That, that you know, there were then uh, some games you could play on the only on the new format, right? So all that nonsense around. Uh, do you remember DSi was a thing? So there's like DSi only games. Yeah. And four of them. Um, uh, and the new 3DS games. So I guess that was the beginning of that with the, uh, with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But there's... Is there anything more you want to chat? Because there's, there's one game I want to end on. <laughs> okay. Um... No, just just to say uh, that continuing that stream of thought, of, you know, starting with your Tetrises and your Super Mario Lands, to think that uh, nearly ten years after that, um, the Pokemon games, you know, that that a whole RPG could fit on there. Um, I guess I guess Link's Awakening and whatever's on there. Um, but yeah, things as different characters and and names and um yeah yeah like just, just comparing pokemon to super mario land or tetris you're just like the, there's such a huge vastness in the pokemon <laughs> game it's nuts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, as we've talked about extensively it, it is hard to go back to them um particularly if you if you played uh modern pokemon games so i when they re-released them on the 3ds i bought them again um just to have on the go when the, I had my 3DS with me all the time. Uh, and yeah, some of the limits that perhaps you were willing to gloss over because it was just amazing to, to have this game you could really get your teeth into on the, on the Game Boy. You know, the, the fact that you'd have to check the, you'd have to save the game every time you put things in and out of boxes. <laughs> painful. Um, and the battling system and all the, all the, you know, training and and um, in many respects is a really hard JRPG, right? You do, uh, you do have to do a lot of grinding. <laughs> yeah, go into yeah, this you field do. And grind, 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 and like a lot of grinding in order to get those levels up. In order to, uh, I mean, uh, most famously, you've got the fucking Zubat cave that you have to get through, and unless you are pr- properly equipped, you're not getting through that cave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Dang destroyed by Zubaz on Route yeah. 1. And then, and then you know, your money was finite. You couldn't really get, unless you were redoing the Elite 4 and over and again, you couldn't really get more money either. So it was, yeah. you know, you could you could kind of end up stuck. Not stuck, but, but kind of having, giving yourself a really, really hard time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, I, and obviously, I mean, I, we needn't go into it, but 
uh, I think Pokemon probably extended the life of the Game Boy. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, it, it changed the way I. Uh, in fact, with all of the Game Boy portables, and this is what I was saying to you in the previous podcast, which is what I don't like about the Switch, is the loss of the handheld. Like yeah. the way I. <clears throat> excuse me. The way I played those games was I always just had my DS in my pocket. No matter where I was, what I was doing, if there was a point where I could play, I would do it. And then, boom, Game Boy Advance comes along. I get the little, you know, uh, I get the Game Boy Advance, I hate it. But then when the SP comes out, yeah. <gasps> this folding thing in the pocket, perfect, just it was there with me all the time. Yeah. DS comes out, it stays in my pocket all the time. <laughs> the 3DS comes out, stays in my pocket all the time. The 3DS, what was the special executive one? I forget. Uh, light? XL. XL? XL? DSi? Oh. Fuck it. One of them. Um, <laughs> 3DSi. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like, it just, I used to have it in my pocket all the time. And I don't anymore. Like, my my go-to now instead of having like these things in my pocket is I'll fucking flick through Facebook or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um and as as nice a system as the, the Switch is, it's not portable in the same way as your phone is or something else is. You know, it's like like it's yeah, I mean that—that's my gripe, I suppose. And I, I don't want to end in a sour note, but like the Game Boy was a good game system, and I suppose I shouldn't be such a, a big fucking fussy puss. Fussy puss? Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, and I could just like go back and play my old 3DS. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Just play the old yeah. games, Richie. You know what's wrong with you? Like, because yeah. I do also like being, you know. I want to be able to play the latest games on this. I want a fucking uh, foldable, you know, Switch that can fit in my pocket, and I want to be able to play Pokemon in that because that is a thing that I do. That is something I have lived with since 2000. You know, for 20 years, I've had a Nintendo device that's just always been in my pocket, you know? <laughs> and now, with this latest generation, it's just kind of like, no. I'm like, okay, well, what did I play on my old 3DS? Did I play the old games? And like, well, I suppose you could, but you're done. You know, I want to be able to do the latest things in Pokemon. You know, not fucking go out and play. Oh, God, what is it? What did I do in Alola? I got pink dragon ears over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got bad, bad-natured dragonites. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the f- of course, I mean, I, I didn't really want to talk too much about Pokemon because obviously we talk about Pokemon all the time. We know that Pokemon yes. is a thing, and um, yeah. so let's 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 sort of move to the end. Final game that I bought for myself, and it was the final one for the Game Boy. I don't know generation. Um, before the GBA came out, um, I think you'll remember this one, Farley. Do you know what game I'm talking about? 
now. It's a game that shouldn't ever have come out on the Game Boy. It is. It's in Mortal Kombat. Resident Evil Gaiden. <laughs> I forgot. Was that Game Boy Color? Yeah, it's Game okay. Boy Color. <laughs> wow. This I didn't know you, I didn't, I didn't know you owned that. Like, every time I tell you that, you're like, oh, I didn't know you owned it. Yeah, I always <laughs> thought it was hyper your uh, Japanese game. No, no, no. It's like, um, it had this uh, cartridge and it had, like, um, instead of the umbrella logo, it has red and white, um, what's it called? The uh, life saver ring thing on it. Um, and what is it? Yeah, what is it about the Resident Evil series that every five games, they're like, um, maybe we should go on a boat? <laughs> like, one of the gun survivors is on a boat. Revelations is on a boat. And then is Gun Gaiden's Survivor's not actually set on the same boat as Gaiden? <laughs> Maybe this is another one for a notebook with a missing page. Yeah, yeah, because there's like... <laughs> there's like... Uh, there, there is... It is in the canon. Like, things that happen in Gaiden. Mate. What? Go on. Go on. Things that happen in Gaiden... I believe, um, do get referenced in some of like the Umbrella Chronicle <laughs> games and shit like that. Uh, maybe my understanding—I don't, I don't know too much. My understanding is that, um, that uh, it's, but then to to cut a long story short, because I was really thinking about um, talking about Resident Evil for, for a notebook with a missing page, whatever it's called. Um, Obviously, with the Resident Evil games, they they don't look after their canon very well, and so I, I didn't appreciate that um, uh, the uh, is it Gun Survivor Two Code Veronica, uh, which is one of the gun games. Um, that entire game, spoilers for this game if you've not played it, uh, is Claire's dream. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, you... Oh, uh, my God. At the, at, at the end of the game, you find out that she, um, in the helicopter back from uh, the Antarctic base, Chris, she nodded off and had this fever dream uh, light gun game. Oh, my God. That is so awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so, God. Um, I, don't know, I don't know where Gaiden fit, fits in um, or if, is, you know, if there is a file that... That um, references. Oh yeah! By the way, is it Leon and Barry, isn't it? Uh, well, it's definitely Barry. I, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it, it's awful. And oh, um, just very very quickly, the mechanics of how you shoot or attack a zombie is it's one of these, you know, like golf games where you have to sort of time sort of hitting the ball just at the right time so you you click once to get the swing and then another time when you make contact with the ball and then yeah yeah it's exactly that except it's about where whether you hit it um sort of in the middle of the the oh, reticle um and then <laughs> you you hit the zombie it's not satisfying to play at all um and in fact i I remember like playing it on a, <laughs> a fucking eight-hour-long journey from London to Glasgow, and again, you know, at at silly clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> whatever, 
with the, you know the street lights in the motorway just coming by and with the Game Boy Color um, you didn't even have a backlight so it was really yeah <laughs> you're doing exactly the same thing as you mentioned <laughs> with the with the hoping of the street lights coming across at the right time uh, but yeah it's um, uh, it's not a good game it's really really bad I'm pretty sure it's canon that that's your other homework task. We've got to make our um, <laughs> podcast more Asian friendly or accessible, uh, and uh, find out if Gaiden is ca- canon. <laughs> Gaiden, Gaiden, Gaiden. Oh yeah, Gaiden, Gaiden. What does Gaiden mean? Uh, it's um, garden. <laughs> it's an evil garden. Yeah, it's like Ninja Garden is about um, <laughs> is that a, about a ninja who in between secretly put hyacinths in people's gardens <laughs> <laughs> over a, a number of decades, cultivating a really nice bonsai tree in someone else's garden uh, without them knowing about it. <laughs> um, I <fucking> teach them. <laughs> uh, it means another story. A translation means another story. Ah, okay, fair enough. Like yeah, spin off. That's kind of perfect. Well, then you, you you've saved one part of your. No, no, you haven't. You still got to find out whether or not it's canon. Whether it's canon or not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and last, 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 last thing. You were saying you are kind of hankering for a um, a thing you could have in your pocket. I don't know if you've seen um, because we've seen people um, kind of put. Game Boys into different things, right? And there's a, with all these things, there's this crazy community of people who, uh, you know, updating the firmware and and you can put Game Boys in your fridge or Game Boys in your car, or whatever. Um, but there's a little device called Playdate. I don't know if you've seen it. Playdate. Okay. Playdate. Yeah, it's um, and it looks exactly like uh, kind of a cross between. Um, an old a Game and & Watch and a, and a Game Boy. It's this okay. beautiful yellow colour, but it has a crank. <laughs> this little crank that kind of pulls out. Um, and it's... Uh, I don't know if it passed. It's sort of on its... It's like a Kickstarter type thing. Okay. Um, and it's releasing... With some... With like a whole bunch of modern games. They've got a whole bunch of developers who have offered to make these these lovely little games um, for the Playdate. I think the crank is something you can use to control some of these games as well. So that might be something... Ah, okay, 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 you... okay. I thought the crank was going to be... <laughs> it doesn't need batteries. You just well, wind I... it up and then you can I... play. <laughs> it might do as well. I, I didn't look it up. But I'm vaguely aware of it and didn't look it up for the podcast. But it might do that as well. Oh, um, that's quite cool. So yeah, it's worth um, just, a, just as a personal recommendation. It's worth having a look at. I think it's it's quite pricey, um, obviously, but uh, it it could be just the thing. It's sort of like a, an indie um, uh, new age Game Boy, um, but it looks gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I've been thinking about like handhelds and things like that because I also had quite a good time with the with the Vita as well. Yeah, um, and like annoyingly, it was just basically I was switching between the 3DS and the Vita every so often. I, I just don't really have anything like the Vita is still quite good, um, but 
I don't feel compelled to carry it around. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was contemplating, like, you get these PCs that are the same size as DSs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, they're, like, super powerful and stuff like that. I was like, maybe, maybe I want that. Yeah. Maybe I want to spend money on that. Is that a thing that I should buy Farley? Uh, well, if the pandemic ever goes away, possibly. Um, but until then, <laughs> um, there'd be no point um, unless you'd be sitting at home, uh, sitting at home playing it. But yeah, there are there are. I mean, in addition to Playdate and some of the machines that you mentioned, there are there are um, these weird and wonderful um, kind of handheld things out there. And it's just, <sighs> I don't know, what is it? What is it that means that? <laughs> mobile games aren't like having a handheld right i I think it comes down to the game design or the yeah i mean like you cannot fucking compare any mobile games to this like okay fair enough you can have things like um what's it called phoenix Wright. yeah that's a good game to have on your phone but at the same time like you still actually want to press a button you still want to have a D-pad and and things like that, like I don't know. Like I I, I played PUBG um, on like because I've got nothing but gaming phones, um, and like yeah, it's a thing. It's playable, but I I want an expansive RPG universe that I can pick up and play at any second, like yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. I, I don't know, maybe Pokemon was the whole reason I bought Game Boys um, or DS's um, Nintendo handheld hardware. Yeah, and just a just a Pokemon machine, basically. Yeah. Although that being said, I did get the Vita and yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. That's there's something, there's anomalous. Some... Yeah. <laughs> there is something about, well, that, that was that was for all your um, uh, little girl, your anime JRPGs. Again, yeah, expansive JRPG universe. <laughs> now with like, um, now with boob jiggle. Now with the extra boob jiggle and sound effects. Bang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there is there is something. I, do you remember? I don't know if phone manufacturers are still doing it. Um, when uh, you had all these things you could attach to your phone to make it like a controller or flip out your phone and and put this uh, actually yeah, very I- very Game Boy esque because. Game Boy, to my well, as the first handheld, piloted all these weird things you could buy. Right, you could buy cases for it. And you could buy that. <clears throat> you could buy the printer, which was the. Yeah. I discovered today the first Pokemon game to come out in Europe, or well, the first game featuring Pokemon to come out in Europe was Game Boy Camber, Camera, um, <laughs> which came out months before Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, you also had the lights, those really gaudy lights of magnifiers that you could attach to the front of them. Um, and for a while, phones sort of did that. There's that, oh, you can take your phone uh, and then um, rummage in your bag for like these two joypad halves that you put in and a attachable keyboard. And then it's sort of like a handheld. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the thing. It's like nobody's gonna develop a fucking mobile phone game that has to use those peripherals. That's yeah. you know, it's like like the whole wonder of uh, having a game that is available and plays on 
the spectrum of Android devices. And that is a big spectrum. You know, it's kind of like, well, I mean, why would you make it so that it's limited to one, a device that can use the controller? Or, yeah, man, yeah, it just doesn't work. And it's your phone. It's, nah, it, it, it's not a thing. Like, the, the phone that I currently have is uh, the Nubia Red Magic 5G, and it is. <laughs> You made up half those words. No, no, trust me. Uh, Google it. It's uh, it is a full gamer phone. It even has um, shoulder buttons. It actually has buttons on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I could play games on it, but I find myself thinking, what am I going to play? Like, I could do like Steam Link games, and you get this stupid overlay over them. And I don't like the overlay. So it's just, it puts you in a weird position of what are you going to do? Do you want to get a controller and look at your phone whilst you, <laughs> you, you know, like, no, that's not how it works. And that's why just having this other device that was just, you know, was like the joy of having a DS that you just close. Yeah, and this—we're not even talking about the old Game Boy anymore. This is what's killing me. <laughs> That's not what this podcast is about. I know, I know. This is this is <laughs> part this is two. Raging. Part two of Richie's. I really like my 3DS, but I don't want to play carry my 3DS around for for internal log, internal logic reasons. <laughs> it's dead to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you want to play it? Yeah. Um, Farley. Yes. That guy's a maniac. Why did he super bite me? 